Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I sports ball. <laughs> I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Man, we are we are sports icons, aren't we, Rem? Wow, what what what, what can I say, Sean? <laughs> we we really it's amazing that we got as far as we did with an anime podcast. We should have just started a sports podcast instead. Uh, welcome to Sports Out of Context, man. Look what they did with those balls. I haven't seen a uh, bashing of those balls since Dylan's Bodmits. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with it. I don't know where you're going either, but I like where we got. <laughs> I love my favorite sport is ball bashers, you know? <laughs> I think they played that in Final Fantasy X. Uh, at, any, <laughs> at any rate, uh, no, Rem, uh, sports is not what we're here to talk about today. Uh, Rem, we're doing something that we haven't done in literal years. Shown each other genuine affection? No, I mean, well, depends on who you ask, Rem. <laughs> it depends on who you ask, really. Uh, but no, uh, Rem, what I'm talking about is, uh, do you remember... A while back, a wh- and I mean a while back, like, I think it was, like, 2019, if I'm not mistaken, uh, around that time, end of 2019, uh, where you and I, uh, we went to the movies together to watch a anime movie that had come to town. Uh, do you remember what that movie was, Rem? It was, uh, it was not your name, it nope. was, it, it was, though it was wet. It was. <laughs> it was wet. <laughs> My favorite Shinkai film, Wet. <laughs> it was. Um, it was Rainy Day Blues. It rainy was... Day Blues. Oh, fucking hell. No, Remington. <laughs> it was Weathering With You. Oh, see, okay. I... <laughs> you realize to... there was a lot of water and it was wet, but you couldn't remember the title. All right, to be fair. Lovely movies, while. generic titles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and it, it, that's fine. That's fine. Sometimes the generic title helps you remember it better uh, for yeah. most people. Uh, but, yeah, we went to the theater and watched Weathering With You, and uh, I couldn't do any research on it because, guess what? Uh, I'm a filthy American, and that was literally the first opportunity any of us had to watch the movie. So I essentially just slapped you with a synopsis, and we went to the movie, and we kind of did a dual review together. Uh, well, Rem, I'm here to tell you, it's happening again! Um, Alright. Yeah, Makoto Shinkai and uh, Comics Wave uh, Films uh, have a new movie uh, that has come out, and it's in theaters today. So I'm going to be kidnapping you again, and we're going to watch <laughs> it and review it. Uh, because, Remington, we're content creators, and if we jump, if we have our fingers on the pulse, we're gonna, we're gonna do well in the spheres. People are like, hey, did you hear about those chuckle fucks who talked about the lovely pretty movie? Here you are. Hopefully they like it. <laughs> this and last week, we're, we're just so hip and contemporary. We're with it and lit. Exactly. We, we know got what the that kids want. riz. 
<laughs> Sean, do you know? Yeah, uh, would you say you have the you have Riz, Sean? Ah, uh, this might shock you, Ram. I did recently learn what Riz was. Holy shit! Yeah. And <laughs> to answer your question, no, I do not. <laughs> I, I am probably one of the most rizzless people in podcasting. That's a hell of a title. Look, <laughs> until somebody proves me wrong, like, I, I don't see much evidence to the contrary. I'm a weeb who makes an anime podcast with his friend, and his friend's favorite pastime is constantly throwing goofs at him about how he's a fucking weeb. Like, there aren't going to be many people falling at my... Uh, feet calling me a Riz Master Supreme. <laughs> oh, God. I, especially after using the phrase Riz, Riz Master, Master Supreme. Supreme. Yeah, no, see, look, I, I've ruined it forever. It's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen for me. <laughs> Riz has very suddenly be not, it's no longer slang. It's no, it's never yeah, gonna no. be used <laughs> as soon as this episode's released. I've, I've done a dad maneuver. I have removed the slang from the zeitgeist because uh, as soon as the dad says it, you can't say it anymore because it's just not cool anymore. Jeez, Sean, you're being pretty chuggy. See, that one I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I believe that, that uh, the, the usage of chuggy is now chuggy, so, you know. Hmm, interesting. I'll have to look that one up later. I'll pull up Urban Dictionary, figure it out. <laughs> Uh, but no, Rem, we're here to talk about, uh, the latest film, uh, simply titled, uh, Suzume no Tojimari, or, uh, the English title, Suzume. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, that's nice and easy. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, the main character's name, or one of the main character's names. Heck yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, I'm going into this pretty blind as, as well as you are, uh, but the basic, uh, premise is this, uh... It's about uh, our main character, uh, uh, Suzume Iwato, and uh, she uh, comes across a, a young uh, gentleman uh, by the name of Sota Munakata. And uh, he's just a guy who likes exploring abandoned locations. Okay, sure. Yeah, you know, uh, that's a very fascinating and interesting hobby. Yeah. And uh, she uh, directs him to a, a nearby abandoned location. And uh, decides to, you know, go with and see it for herself. And it happens to be a uh, old abandoned high school, essentially. And there in the high school, they find a strange uh, door. Now, I know you have door-based trauma. Now, as hold on, recently. hold on. <laughs> yeah. And inside that door, they find this, this odd, otherworldly restaurant. And they say, what? There's, where am I? And a, a lovely gentleman says, ah, well, you're in an other world, a restaurant in another world. And they say, well, I can't be. And then they sit down and they're like, well, I guess I may as well order something. And he's like, there you go. You'll order this for the rest of your days. And they're like, what? And he says nothing. And then they, they eat it and they're like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever had. I can't wait till the next day of Saturn. <laughs> I really traumatized you with that one, didn't I? I didn't like it. Didn't I like know it. you didn't. For those who don't know, uh, uh, the Isekai restaurant thing we did two weeks ago. Go check that out. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our episode. You don't need to watch the anime, though. We got it covered. Uh, unless you really need a nap. That's my recommendation. Uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, essentially, they find a, a mystical, magical door. They open it up, and there's a magical world over there that they can't actually properly interact with based on what I'm reading here. Uh, but they just kind of leave it open and then bad stuff comes out. 
<laughs> you can't. Well, you can't you leave open magical doors. You can't. That, you can't go doing that. That's not acceptable. Nah. So that's all I know about it, Rem. Oh uh, yeah. Let Let's do this. Let's get straight into it. Let's go watch uh, some Suzume no Tojimari. Who the fuck gets waffles and shrimp? Like sweet waffles and I... shrimp. Is that a thing? Blueberry. You should at least like try googling abandoned locations. It's very it's a very popular search. You will find a lot of results. Why do you think they call me Deep Throat in the first place, Sean? Yeah. And we are back after watching the entirety of the hit um, uh, 2023 release for uh, us horrible Americans, uh, but originally 2022 release of Suzume no Tojimari, or just Suzume here stateside. And Remington, it's been a couple days since we watched it. We watched it opening night in the theaters because I kidnapped you, essentially. Yep. And... A lot of people have had a chance to watch the movie, and a lot of people have had a chance to process what they think of the movie, and there's been enough time for a discourse to devolve. Uh, so let me uh, just uh, start off with, hey y'all, if you enjoy animation and enjoy Makoto Shinkai's films, you're probably going to enjoy this movie. However, <laughs> it is not perfect and not for everybody. And for all those people who are saying that this is way better than your name, calm down. <laughs> Has anybody said that? Yeah, a couple people have said that. They're out of your fucking mind. This is the easy third place. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> definitely yeah. behind your name, and I think also behind Weathering with you. This, this is this is a nice third place slot. Uh, I'm also willing to put it in that third place slot. Maybe a little closer than Rem would be, but like, you know, of the three that we've covered on this podcast, I think third place is, it's a Shinkai film, so obviously there are a lot of things about this movie that we loved and enjoyed. However, yeah. there are a number of things in here that uh, Rem will go into major detail on, and I'll just kind of like, mm, yes, yes, I, I understand your point uh, throughout the whole <laughs> of this review, because uh, my review of this movie, if people give a shit about my opinion... Which, you know, I mean, that's not the point of the show, but hey, I'm going to get it out there. <laughs> uh, I like this movie. I had a good time with it. Yeah. Uh, there are some things that, if you treat this movie like a modern fairy tale, for good and for bad, you're going to have a great time. However, for people who know a thing or two about fairy tales, you're going to understand what I mean when I say there are some problems with it. Uh, but my opinion isn't what's important here, Rem. What we really need to know is what you think about it, because after all, Rem, you're the, uh, what is it, uh, the Vox Populi, the voice of the people here? You're darn right, John. And you're uh, gonna uh, absolutely tear apart the things you hate about this movie, but you should probably lead with the things you like, I would say. Of course, and uh, right off the bat, we open a little girl cold alone in a field, she's abandoned, calling for mommy, right? And the art is absolutely beautiful, unsurprisingly. Uh, there are some moments of CGI that aren't bad, but are noticeably worse. The only bit that I really don't like is when later on, this will make sense, I swear to God. Uh, there's obviously going to be spoilers. The worm, uh, that will be explained <laughs> in a bit. You'll, yeah. You guys will get the worm. You'll know what the worm. We all know the worm. We're yeah. friends with the worm. Hey, hey, the worm, the worm and us, we go back. We go way That's back. just what we call Dylan. And... <laughs> 
<laughs> Our energy, dude, he's the fucking worm, dude. Man, dude, like <laughs> fucking righteous. When the worm goes to town, like, and the ground's just shaking, man. Uh, but that was probably the worst, most jarring bit of, like, CGI, just because the worm gets a very specific art style, right? That's dope as hell. And then it gets really, really, really smooth and and not detailed, and I didn't like that. I felt weird about that. Yeah, I would say it's kind of disturbing in a weird way. Like, and don't get me wrong, I think that the CG, we'll get there, but the CGI worm, it could have worked if that was, like, what had been happening the whole time, but it just, it feels like a different thing entirely. Uh, Nonetheless, so it's, it's a beautiful show with some weird CGI. I also don't think that even, like, it's a pretty show, but, like, was it as pretty as your name or weathering with you? I don't think so. Uh, it's still pretty, still very beautiful, but I, I had less moments where I was like, hot damn, holy shit, than with uh, your name and weathering with you. And unfortunately, those are going to be the go-to comparisons because I think that the the people who are going to to watch this, right, or are like, holy shit, I need to watch Suzume, they're people who really enjoyed your name and weathering with you. Yeah, no. That is the target demographic. Uh, in other words, people who love Shinkai's works in general. So it's like, does it... If, if you're chasing after the magic, then I think that this will fill that void for you, albeit you won't get the same high. You're saying this is like like your fourth or fifth hit of that Shinkai magic. You've built up a bit of a, uh, bit of a, a resistance and immunity to it. <laughs> it, it's that feeling, but I don't think the problem is that I've built up uh, resistance. I think the problem is that uh, it, it it's it's like a, a brand becomes really popular, right? You're like, dude, this is dope. They got the best food around. But mm-hmm. then as it gets mainstream, they have to cut some corners to, to get larger and bigger, right? And you're like, oh, they, hmm. I mean, I still enjoy it, but loses a little bit of the magic. Uh, so the, this young girl crying in, alone in a field, uh, calling out for her mom, uh, a woman finds her. We're not sure if this is the mother or someone else. Uh, and then uh, Susan May wakes up and it was all part of her dream. Uh, she goes to school. Um, she has like a meaningless conversation with a friend who does not matter. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, she also runs into uh, a, a lovely, handsome gentleman, uh, Soda. Uh, Soda's thing is that he is, like, a, a, a pretty boy, so that's his thing? <laughs> oh, it's not, I'm sorry, but Soda, let, let's, let's start with the controversy. Soda is bad. He is a terrible character. He has fucking nothing, dude. When he, well, he gets some moments later, but it's not even because of his personality. You'll see, you'll, I'll explain what it is that makes him better, and that's not great. Um, he's unfortunately terribly bland, which has uh ramifications for the rest of the characters in the story. Uh, but they they have a chat where he's like, "Hey, do you know any ruins around here?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, there's some some abandoned abandoned high school uh roundabouts." And he's yeah. like, "Cool." Actually, it turns out it's not even a high school. It's literally at like a whole bathhouse section. Like for whatever reason, like. My brain read high school in the synopsis, but like when we watched the movie itself, they were like, "Ah, the old bathhouse." Area. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The yeah old there ba- we go. There is a there is a school later down the yeah, line. Yeah, there's a middle school. But like for whatever reason, in part one, I mentioned like an abandoned school, and I trying to recall why my brain did that. Who knows? I'm gonna I'm gonna bring blame neurodivergence. Uh, 
But uh, nonetheless, they they go their separate ways. Uh, she she continues on to school and then is like, you know what? No, actually, I'm going to go to the ruins and find the hunky boy. Quick side note: they're trying. They will try harder than they should to establish romance. It's not th it's not that this is a romance film, but one of the very significant themes is romance uh, between uh, uh, Suzume and Soda, especially on Suzume's end. Um, so that is rough. That's extremely rough for a few reasons. First of all, he's a straight up adult. He is, he's just an adult. He is, uh, graduating college. He's, he's at that point. So maybe, maybe don't try to establish something between, uh, someone who's graduating high school and someone who is not yet graduating high school. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. I mean, like, she's 17, but it's... It, it, it's it's rough. It's rough. It, it's yeah. Well, remember when I said fairy tale, Rem? <laughs> <laughs> this is the bit the fairy tale where you're like, what the fuck? Uh <laughs> yeah, like it, it's not quite like a Romeo and Juliet, but it, it you know it's it's very much like a a close enough comparison. <laughs> and another problem is that in the movie, Suzume is insanely infatuated with Soda. It's like she has determined Soda is her soulmate, right? Here's the issue with that. He he has no personality. He, they have no chemistry. He does nothing for her at all. <laughs> like, not even a little bit. It's not like, oh, he does this one nice thing and makes him fall for her. No, it's like he asks for directions and she's like, holy shit, he's my soulmate. I will do everything for him. Well, I, I I will say I don't think that's exactly how it goes down. Like, it's it's more along the lines of, hey, there's this interesting pretty stranger. I'm going to follow it because I'm curious. And then, like, as we go on, like, her feelings definitely dramatically shift towards the romantic. Like, there's not a clear inciting incident, but there's definitely, like, it's not like she's, oh, gung-ho from the get-go. It's more like, She's pretty gung-ho from the get-go. She decides to randomly skip school, abandon her, her like, best friend to go and hopefully maybe find this guy in the ruins somewhere. That's pretty gung-ho! <laughs> yeah, but it's a different flavor of gung-ho. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I understand. Uh, so, she goes to the ruins, and she's looking around for, for cute boy, and... Uh, she doesn't find him, but what she does find is a door. And he said he was, he said something about a door. So she's like, ooh, cool. She opens it and it's the dream world from, uh, uh, from, from her dream. It's, it's the same beautiful, uh, purple skies and everything. And she's like, oh my God. So she tries to go through, but, uh, she simply like steps through the door and it's, it's like a lair. How to describe this? It exists in the door frame, but nowhere else. Right. So it's, it's just like a, a nice little flap, <laughs> a nice little dream world flap. Uh, she then notices a totem that then turns into a cat and runs away. Uh, we cut to her. Uh, she, she goes back to school and she's like talking to her friends and, and telling them about stuff. And then she, she's like, hey, wait a minute, friends. What's this very ominous smoke coming out? And the friends are like, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And she's like, right there, a bunch of smoke. And they're like, nope, no clue. Um, then everybody gets an earthquake warning. It's, uh, mysterious. And she's like, oh shit, that's coming from the door. Something's going on. So she goes to the door. And at this point, the, the smoke has, is 
over the entire city. Uh, and it has tendrils, and it's it's taking shape. This is the worm. Uh, and I will say, worm, dope as hell. Uh, yeah, no, genuinely fucking terrifying, actually, I would say. Unironically, I think this moment with, like, the worm first emerging, it might be the best moment of the movie. It's at least one of them, because it's, it's one of the few moments where it's, like, it's a proper emotional response of, like, oh, holy shit, all right, here we go. Uh, and she, she arrives back, and the, the smoke uh, monster is pouring out of the open doorway now. Um, and Soda is, is there and he's trying to shut it. And so she, she goes, helps him. Uh, they shut it with a magic key. Thank goodness. She brings the boy home. Uh, there's some exposition where he's like, oh yeah, we need to seal these up because otherwise the worm will destroy everybody and everything. Uh, that's how it goes, unfortunately. Uh, she patches them up. They introduce themselves to each other. Uh, and then uh, a cat emerges, and it's the, the cat that ran away earlier. And it's like, okay, it's a little cute, a little wonky. Uh, and then he starts speaking in this weird baby voice, uh, <laughs> which made me quite uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was supposed to. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was supposed to. My, my notes were, cute cat, oh god, why is it talking? So that, yep. was, that was a very quick arc in my notes. Uh, and then the cat turns Shoda, turn Soda into uh, a chair. Yep. Uh, which... That, uh, hey, foreshadowed earlier, this is Soda's best form. Uh, maybe it's just because, I don't know, his body is more expressive as a chair, unironically, as a three-legged chair. Not because the chair is terribly expressive. I think it's just because he gets to be a funny character because he's a chair. It's not very highbrow, but Soda ain't a great character, so I'm gonna take what I can get, dude. Oh, man. So, the cat runs away. Uh, Soda, as the chair, chases the cat, and Suzume chases the chair, at, uh, and and they all uh, race together, right? Uh, because he's like, oh, that is... As it turns out, oh, because that cat is the... Uh, it, it was the keystone. It was locking away the worm. And so, we get a nice little chase scene where people are like, what the fuck? Why is the cat running? Oh, my God, there's a chair and a girl. What? Um... They eventually, the cat leads them on to, like, a ferry. Uh, they get on, Suzume catches up, and there's a standoff going on. All right, nice and intense. Uh, the, the cat is just like, hey, get fucked. And in also one of the best moments of the movie, just yeets itself, lands on a boat going the opposite direction, like a little a smaller, it feels like a speedboat, but it's probably not. It just compared to, a, like, a slow-ass ferry. And just goes away. And that was funny as fuck, because it, just the distance. It was so silly. Uh, yeah, delightful. Like this, is, this is very clearly a magical, like, old god spirit cat that gives no fucks <laughs> about, yep. about physics. At, at this stage, I don't know what the fuck the cat is doing or why. Uh, that's one of the mysteries. Ooh. And then you might think, how does that mystery get explored? Poorly. We'll get there. <laughs> so. I wasn't kidding when I said Rem had way more criticisms than I did. <laughs> <laughs> so Suzume, uh, she like calls her aunt and talks, and the aunt is like suspicious that there's a boy involved. Uh, which like totally fair. Uh, you know what? The aunt knows Suzume. She knows that her her niece will immediately fall for a grown ass adult and dedicate her entire life from that point forward, even risking her life uh, and the lives of others for it. So. 
spot on and reasonable concerns, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Soda explains all about like the keystone, keeping the worm away. He explains that he is a closer. He closes the doors. <laughs> um, it, it's I don't know. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'll just I'll just say sure to that and move on. They see some more smoke, and so they follow it. They meet Chica, who is a great character. Um, and Chica, they help Chica out, and Chica uh, helps helps them get to the uh the next area, which is like some abandoned shed or something. No, uh, it was the abandoned middle school. Was that the abandoned middle school? It, it was, was the abandoned middle. It school. was the abandoned middle school. Yep. It was. It was specifically a shed at the middle school, or some weirdness like. No, that. it was quite literally the front door of the middle school, my dude. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Like, it was a big sliding door, and the place was, like, wrecked to shit, so I guess I can understand why you thought it was I a thought shed. that was the bathhouse. No, no, no. Bathhouse was the very first door, you know, with the giant open pool with the door in it. No, I do not recall. Oh, dear uh, God. <laughs> yep, <Yeah>, nope. <laughs> there's only yep. one memorable abandoned location in this entire movie, all right? They... <laughs> mm. <laughs> that, that's I, just unfortunately how it goes. I would disagree, but that's okay. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. You you thought they they really had creative ideas for for the different abandoned spots. You thought they really fleshed them out. Oh, I mean, like you I thought remember. they gave each one a nice, distinct, very unique identity. I mean, because I think they only did that for one. Bathhouse school. <laughs> um, listing locations doesn't mean that they're interesting or novel. I mean the 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 school was uh, Chica's like. Former school, like there was that connection. Chica's not even there at that time. Well, no, but like she mentions <laughs> it's afterward. Oh, okay, cool. This character we just met, she's like, oh shit, yeah, I, I went there. Uh, anyway, the worm's coming out. The worm is beginning to fall, about to fuck shit up, but they close it. It's all fine. The cat reappears, runs away. Uh, so a little, it's getting a, a little bit formulaic now to the point where I'm starting to wonder, like, why feels a little similar to what they're already doing but hey now they've shot one now let's see where it goes from here they go to chica's place um and chica is great she's tons of fun uh her and suzume they do chores and chat about like uh uh boyfriends and stuff like that it's a delightful conversation unironically the the chemistry chica and suzume have is so much better and more interesting than with soda in fact i would argue that Suzume's interactions with literally every other character mm. are more interesting and compelling than her interactions with Soda, uh, which, yikes. That, not great. Not great. So, uh, so there, there's a lovely interaction between those two, right? It, it's great. Then they see that the cat is on a suspension bridge, so they're like, all right, we gotta chase that cat, follow that cat. Uh, the next day, they, they leave, they hitchhike in a storm and are picked up, uh, by a mom, a single mom with her kids. Uh, and they learned that there's a man in amusement park. All right, that's obviously where we're headed. Um, now it takes a weird, the pacing gets weird here, right? Because it feels life or death. They are on a race, basically, with the cat is what this feels like. They got to get there, like maybe before the cat, they got to get to the cat. They got to set stuff up. Uh, disaster is coming. You got to be prepped, right? That, that was the tone. That was the vibe it was giving. Am I wrong in that, Sean? I mean, yeah, that is the general yeah. vibe. It felt very pressing. So it's a little weird then when it's like, 
when when the single mom is like, oh, Suzume, can you babysit my kids, actually? And then we go on just a little fun, silly babysitting adventure with Suzume, the kids, and Soda as a chair. How wacky. Which, don't get me wrong, it was a fun, enjoyable scene. But the whole time I'm like, y'all, don't you, shouldn't you be like doing stuff right now? These are world-ending threats that are like imminent right now. Yeah, I, I think the implication is that they can't actually close the doors until the bad shit happens. But why not go there? You know, they know that, all right, abandoned amusement park, that's where we need to go. They know that, but they're just like, I don't know, we'll vibe till it's almost the end of the world. <laughs> Like, it just feels very strange. I, I, I think that th there are many ways that you could potentially fix this or explain it away. I just don't think they did a good job of doing so. And thus, the pacing feels crazy. <laughs> uh, the, the mom gets home uh, and asks Suzume to help her uh, with like this like karaoke bar that she's a hostess at, uh, just cleaning up and everything. Uh, the cat... It's more of a it's more of a host club than a karaoke bar, my dude. <laughs> I, I, sure, I I ain't Japanese. I don't I don't know what what terminology you want me to use. Yeah, the general idea is yeah, there's a bar there and there's karaoke and there's drink. But generally, the idea when you go to this kind of bar is to uh, hang out and drink with the hostesses, as it were. <laughs> when the first thing I see is a drunk guy singing, I write in my notes karaoke bar. Mm. <laughs> Uh, the, the I mean, cat... you can find that at just about every Irish pub, so I feel like... <laughs> the the cat is there, and he's just kind of partying with everybody, and here's a weird thing that I think, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is the only scene where this happens, but Suzume is like, oh, that cat over there, and, uh, uh, and like, the single mom looks and is like, oh, that gentleman? I mean, he's a little cat-like, but... Well, no, she's just like, that gentleman, you mean? He's like, yeah, don't you think he's like a little cat-like, maybe? And she's just like, no, not really. <laughs> so yeah. now, it's a sort of parallel as like her friends couldn't see the smoke, so now this the mom can't see the cat for what it is. But everybody else has been able to see the cat as it is. And moving forward, they are able to see the cat as it is. This is the only time in the entire movie that people don't see the cat as a cat. And I don't know why i like i just i want a little uh, bit more consistency especially when you're going like buck fucking wild and everything else you need to have consistency on these little things uh it, it's probably tapping into like the old school like yokai stories of creatures that appear human to those uh who aren't you know spiritually connected and such like it, it, i mean it but why only in this scene and only in this way, in, it's very strange and odd. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a weird magical yokai chaos spirit cat. Like, it, the, the limits of what this cat can do aren't exactly established, Rem. <laughs> Which I think is kind of a problem, especially because it's like, I don't... At first I was like, are, are, are they referencing someone else? What's happening? I didn't know what the scene was trying to accomplish because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Which doesn't help with the overall experience. Uh, I thought it was fine. I didn't care. <laughs> like, it, it's weird yokai shit. Like, when you see one weird yokai thing, you just gotta be like, yeah, all right, this guy can do some weird shit. Will he do it again? Eh, who cares? 
<laughs> ah, okay, he can do basically anything at any time for any reason. Who gives a shit about the story? Like that, forgive me, that sounds like bad storytelling. I told uh, you, it's a fairy tale, Rem. Well, you say it has the vibe of, of a fairy tale. Uh, it, it's not even that... It, I, I don't know if you have any, like, oh, it's intended to be a fairy tale. Uh, I don't know it's, if it's intended to be it, but that's how I'm interpreting it. <laughs> sure, and if you interpret it in a way, that, that's fine. But having to interpret it in that way, I think, is very bad. <laughs> uh, so, we, we continue on, eventually. Uh, the, uh, the chair chases uh, the, the cat some more. Uh, and the worm begins emerging from the Ferris wheel. Uh, they arrive there. Suzume goes to try and, and shut it out. Meanwhile, the chair chases and eventually just fucking yeets, like spears the cat on a roller coaster. Funny as fuck. Great, great moment. Uh, Suzume gets kind of hypnotized by the dream world, and she starts walking into like the, the worm, and she's going to fall off the Ferris wheel, but she's saved by, uh, by the g- good old chair. Uh, they're eventually able to close it together. Uh, mission accomplished. They return to the bar, eat some food. Um, when they go to bed, we see that Soda, he, he's in, in sort of like his mind inside the chair. It's sinking, it's freezing. Uh, but then he wakes before he, he gets sucked too far in. But we can tell he's, he's g- going deeper into whatever this is. Um, there, there's also a fun uh, uh, scene in here where uh, Soda explains that even for closers um you know hey capitalism gotta make a living can't do it by saving the world gotta work as a teacher uh uh which isn't supposed to be hilarious but i did find it hilarious i i don't know it feels pretty fucking hilarious to me (laughs) i feel like it's hilarious just in the sense that you know capitalist hellscape haha uh but they were presenting it as a very earnest moment uh so they they say their goodbyes once again and then they go to tokyo uh they they go to soda's place they look for uh books about what's going on they learn about the worm and that there are two different keystones so like cool so we we need to find the other location the other keystone is here it'll be at the door cool um there's also a like oh i wonder where it this abandoned place is going to be and it's like you should at least like try googling abandoned locations it's very it's a very popular search you will find a lot of results like urban exploration super popular right now <laughs> mm-hmm. soda if you've never done this before which it really seems like you haven't oh boy i have a way for you to speed run closing <laughs> like i have a way you will be so much better <laughs> but it's only specific abandoned locations unfortunately well yeah. yeah but soda doesn't know what those abandoned locations are so he may as yeah. well just Google all of them, and that gives him at least somewhere to begin searching, or at least I tracking. How, I wonder how many abandoned locations there are in Tokyo. Uh, probably a decent amount. But right yeah, now, could... Soda's current method of just kind of asking around and hoping, that's probably your be- your worst your worst method you could do, bud. Just do a Google, keep your eye on the skyline, you know? Th- those, are <laughs> those are the methods. Uh, so... Uh, we meet Soda's friend. Uh, he he shows up and is shooed away, more or less. They begin searching for the door. Uh, the cat shows up. They chase the cat. Uh, and then uh, the worm begins emerging from a subway tunnel, and it's big. And there's huge rumbles, and the, the worm uh, emerges entirely now. Uh, it is completely free from any door. It is large, expansive. Uh, both Soda and Suzume, they jump on the worm. Uh, ride high up on there. The cat's up there too. Um, it's dramatic. This is where it goes a little weird CGI, which I think would be okay if it didn't look 
so drastically different than the worm has looked up till now, but it is, it's jarring. It's noticeably different and a bit off-putting. Uh, once again, I, I think the sort of spiral motif that it goes for and just the visual of that is dope. I just think it's a jarring stylistic difference to immediately transition into. Yeah, I think it did all right. <laughs> I think if it was one or the other, it would be fine. Um, but this feels like you've recast a character in the middle of a scene, and you're like, "Oh, uh, wh why? <laughs> either one of these char either one of these actors could have played this character. Very weird that you handled it the way you did." <laughs> uh, so they're they're up there, and the the cat lets loose uh what's supposed to be a twist, but I imagine most people probably picked up on it. I know I know that. I did. I know my girlfriend did. Sean, you probably did, I imagine. Oh, yeah. yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, like, who <laughs> picked it up probably like 40 minutes before. But the cat reveals that it, it won't turn into a uh, keystone because now Soda, he's the keystone now. Uh, Suzume cries, realizing that to save the entire uh, world, or at least all of Japan, uh, she's going to have to uh, sacrifice Soda, um, which once again would be much more emotional if soda mattered or if i cared about their bond if i was like oh man they have such a fun dope bond and so does such a dope character then maybe i would join in on these emotions for now i'm just like literate <laughs> you get it done <laughs> uh so she eventually does it uh implants the chair into the worm spiral she falls 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 she's saved by uh the cat and she wakes up in a cave filled with uh, there's, there's quite a bit of water. Um, it's clear this is abandoned. It's essentially, um, it's like an abandoned, uh, like, castle or... There's proper terminology, but... Temple? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, more more temple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> like, a, like a Shinto shrine, almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like with the Tori gates and all that. Uh, so, there's the, 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 the big door, right? And they're like, ah, oh, this, is, this is the one. Um, and she has a chat with the cat in which the cat really, really, really wants Suzume's love. Like, it's their number one goal. Basically, they're raison d'etre. That is all they want. And you might wonder, oh, interesting. Is there more about the cat? Like, I was like, is this some weird reincarnation of her mom or something? Talking from the other side? No. What's the explanation? I don't fucking know, dude. I'm genuinely clueless. I thought I would get answers about this fucking cat. I have none. I have more questions. They added question after question, and then were like, fuck you, we're done. I don't know. If uh, you'll allow me to channel my inner Irishman, uh, and channel everything I know about mystical creatures and, like, fey entities, uh, I think it literally all stemmed from... The first thing that Suzume did when interacting with this cat, uh, aside from, you know, pulling it out of the keystone and whatnot, uh, was just straight up feeding it out of the kindness of her heart. And it immediately latched on like all freaky fey things do. Oh, dope. That would be awesome if there was even like a single piece of dialogue about that. Even you could easily oh, yeah, insert no, just saying... like, you could easily insert just like, uh, your kindness, uh, you, you, you fed me, you sh showed your generosity. It would take, Three seconds of a movie that already is definitely too long. Um, but they didn't do that. So yeah, if no. that is the correct interpretation, then they did worse writing. And if that's not the correct interpretation, we're still left wondering what the fuck is going on! 
Well, what do you think would be the better interpretation then, Rem? I don't think there's a good interpretation. I think it's just poorly written. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. If you were like, hey, Repton, here's $20 and 30 minutes of time. Come up with a good argument for why. Oh, baby. Hey, I could do it. And I could convince a lot of people. I could sit here on the podcast and people people listening would be like, oh, yeah, that sounds like it's, it's proper and authoritative and correct. Uh, but it would just be sophistry. It would be pure sophistry. Uh, I, I, I don't want to deceive. I don't think there is a good explanation. I think it's just kind of bad writing. <laughs> that's, that's the explanation I think is most accurate and most supported by the text. <laughs> man, you're going to piss off a lot of people with this review, man. <laughs> that's kind of okay. Cause I think a lot of people look, uh, we're far enough in, uh, uh, well, you might wonder, you might think, oh, far enough in what, like we're, we're towards the end. No, we're. <laughs> We're halfway through. Yeah, no, we, the halfway point. It feels was it feels like flat. a really solid yeah. end point. It feels like a really solid like this is the moment for it to end. It's not. Um, it's it's it, it's not. It's who the fuck knows? Uh, like her closing on Soda being sad. Oh no, cool. Um, they still would have had a lot of unanswered questions. They don't get answered anyway. But we're far enough in that I can say, if you are going in right for an interesting experience that is generally in the same vein as uh, Your Name or Weathering With You. I, I think you'll be satisfied, but I think a lot of people, and unfortunately I'm, I am included in this, are going to be disappointed, even if it, it's still like, I liked it. I think it'll be a lot of, I liked it, but. Uh, and I, I just want to make sure, one, those people are heard, and two, those people are, are prepared if they want to go watch it. So they're not expecting... Uh, perhaps the same transcendental experience they got from your name here. I think it's a lot messier, a lot more muddled. Uh, I think that the writing is a bit worse. The beauty is a bit worse. I think that I, I don't think there's any metric which it captures the same heights as a your name. Right. And that that's disappointing to me as well. I look, I'm in that category. I was rooting for this movie. <laughs> Giant fucking worm comes out. Hell yeah. I was. I was ready, uh, but for me, watching the movie was an experience of just gradually becoming more and more disappointed and restless as I realized it wasn't going to be as good as I wanted it to be, as the opportunities for sufficient closure or sufficient development uh, dwindled, and as time ran its course, I realized some questions weren't going to be answered, uh, some, some things weren't going to be built up upon. And that it wasn't going to reach those same heights. And that is an unfortunate viewing experience. So I just want to sufficiently prepare some in our audience. There's going to be many who watch it and are like, nope, just as good uh, for those people. You, first of all, you were going to watch it anyway. Nothing I said was going to convince you one way or the other. So you're going to watch it. You're going to love it. Good. Awesome. Lovely. Uh, but just for some people, some others, be mentally and emotionally prepared in case it isn't as good. Which it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all, uh, take it from me, the guy who is doing his best to defend this movie at every possible turnpike. Uh, no, I'm more or less with Rem on this one. Like, I like the movie a lot more than Rem did, but that's because, you know, there are things in it that resonated with me more than not. But Rem is kind of on point with a lot of these statements. Like, 
Like, we could even go into the last 40 minutes of this movie detailing every nitty-gritty detail, but there's a lot in it that it just doesn't quite... It doesn't quite hit that same that same note that people are wanting, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I think the pacing really drags in this uh, next part, because, all right, we have it where Suzume, first of all, almost, like, straight up kills the cat, uh, which is a nice, like, what the fuck moment. <laughs> I, don't, <Right. laughs> I, I don't think it made Suzume, like... I don't know. I don't think it did good things for Suzume's character. Um, as a viewer, I enjoyed it just because of the what the fuck. Uh, I mean, the idea is that she's incredibly angry and upset after losing Sota. Sure, blaming but the cat Sota for doesn't fucking matter. Okay, hey, 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 Rem, 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 listen to me. I know. <laughs> I know. And then the cat. But think, her perspective. And then why has the cat been such a dick this whole time? It, it implies, it's like, fucking Faye bullshit, Rem. I don't trust Faye. the Faye. It's not Faye, though. That's a completely separate <laughs> concept. I... <laughs> the thing is, like, the, the cat is like, oh, so it turns out the cat was guiding us all along or some bullshit like that. But, like, it could have done so way better. It did so in a terrible manner if that was the goal. And also, why was it a weird asshole sometimes? And then why is it after her love? What the fuck is up with this cat, dude? Uh, but they close the gate. Uh, she, Suzume visits. So does Grandpa. They have a chat. Uh, that Sure, whatever. They, she learns that she has to close the OG gate. And there's one moment where the Grandpa like looks, sees the cat and is like, ah, like you again or something like that. Who the fuck knows? I don't know, dude. Uh, so she has to close the original gate that she went into when she was young. Um, Sarazawa, Soda's friend, he shows up. Uh, he's, he's ready to help. The aunt arrives. She's going to come to, we have like this half an hour where we have this weird, poorly paced road trip that has some good comedy. It has some good comedy. I will say if one thing about Suzume, it has some solid comedic moments. There were some genuinely funny moments I enjoyed. If it like leaned in more, fuck, I think this could have been a, just a good comedy, which is very obviously not like the genre it is. It's very far from that just with a few comedic moments but it does the comedic moments very well and i appreciate that so we we have this little road trip bit right and then at one point it's driving and there's a a storm and things are are getting relatively heated oh wait i i skipped one part let me let me quickly get to a part there's one part where it's talking about like is suzume willing to go through with this and do this and risk it all and she's like, I can't live in a world without soda, bitch. <laughs> you just met him. He's an adult. He has no personality. There's nothing there for you. You have no chemistry. Please, dear God, no. Um, but the drive storm, at one point, things get heated, and the ant starts yelling at Suzume, which was a weird moment that felt, like, undeserved and underdeveloped. Uh, because, like, I guess there was, like, moments of, like, minor conflict, but... It was weird to have the ant basically be like, fuck you, I regret taking you in this bullshit uh, in a very emotional moment. But then, okay, it's fine that it's underdeveloped because as it turns out, the ant has, for this specific moment, been possessed by the second keystone. So a black cat emerges, stops possessing. Why did that cat possess the ant and make her say such things? How did that keystone get here? Don't they need to be removed? If so, who removed that keystone and when? Uh, what, what, what's the fuck is going on? It's one of the worst moments of the movie, because what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Wait, they didn't, they didn't remove the keystone? 
I might have been in the. I was in the toilet for at one point. I, I assumed oh, oh, when oh, I saw the other you, cat that yeah, uh, I don't know where the when I was it. gone that they did the like the keystone was removed because I was like, oh yeah, no other cat. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, 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 I guess yeah, I guess you you had the the uh, benefit of like, oh, they, I probably just missed something there. No, let me tell you, Sean, that cat was just as sudden for you as it was for me. <laughs> oh, okay, oh dear, which is not a good indication. <laughs> So it's just this very weird scene where multiple things that don't feel like they should be happening in this movie happen all at once, and you're left wondering why. Um, and okay, uh, they just continue on their way. Uh, there's a, a, a they wreck the car, but then uh, there's a bike, and they get on uh, the aunt and Suzume get on the bike, and they they get going to uh, Suzume's abandoned hometown, and we learn that it's basically abandoned. Uh, the the lore and sort of like backstory is. Uh, the very real uh, 2011 earthquake in Japan that was like a 9.0 magnitude, uh, mm -hmm. one of the biggest earthquakes in the entire world. S tsunami subsequently hit. There was some like nuclear. Yeah, that uh, that is what this bullshit. whole movie is inspired by. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, there, I believe there's also allusions to um a hundred years ago the Great Kanto earthquake. Uh, uh, and and so uh, and I I do conceptually I love the idea of like discussing these things in an artistic medium discussing these huge natural and uh social and cultural disasters in an artistic medium i just wish it was handled better um but i thought that was at least worth mentioning at least worth mentioning oh yeah um, no because we, we're gonna get emails if we didn't mention the fact yes, like, yes. It's like, for, hey, i'm aware I, for, I got this <laughs> for the historical significance of it like and the inspirations behind it yeah we get it we understand Yes. Uh, Rem is reviewing this purely as a standalone movie without, like, the uh, history in context, essentially. I mean, I, I think that if it said... I think if it had a more interesting message in relation to the historical context, then I would be discussing that more. Because, hey, that is... That's my fucking jam. I, I think that it's basically, like, it's inspired by and, like, references, and there's definitely some, like... There's stuff you can get out from that. I didn't get a whole lot from that. Because I will say, a lot of the uh, reviews I've read from this praising this movie uh, bring up these aspects and how like it touched them uh, directly, especially the stuff near the end with the uh, with everybody saying uh, uh, "see you later." Essentially, is the easiest translation, uh, you know, for all the people that uh, unfortunately passed away during the events of these very traumatic earthquakes. But it's just I, essentially, I think I, I and I, I totally understand that. I feel like I wanted the movie to do better at at conveying that so that I would be able to get the same experience that many have. Um, I, I think that essentially there's a certain threshold, and for some people, yeah, it'll totally hit. For other people, not quite. Uh, so they uh, arrive at the abandoned hometown. Uh, Suzume finds a box uh, that she, she buried long ago with her diary entries, but so many of them are just scribbled over. It's uh, it it's blacked out. It's empty, uh, which is I think is a nice, uh, generally powerful symbol. Um, but they're able to find the door. They open it. When they get in there, it, the there's, it, the worm is bigger and it's flaming and it's it's like a magma worm now. Uh, and oh, the the new cat jumps in, becomes a kaiju, and we have a little kaiju fight between the big cat and worm. She rescues Soda. Uh, then. They relatively easily uh, banish the worm. Uh, then in this dream world still, she hears uh, a voice calling out. Suzume then goes 
and she grabs the chair and she sees herself and she gives the chair to herself. Um, and in the epilogue, we, uh, she goes and she sees Soda again. Uh, so I thought, l- let me say, overall, I still enjoyed this movie more than I didn't, but it was closer to, for me, a 5.5 to a 6 out of 10 when I really, really wanted it to be like an 8 or a 9. <laughs> Like, I really wanted it to be just absolute classic Maspies love it. And instead, I'm like, I liked it, but it has a lot of very, very critical flaws. I I started out so interested and intrigued and filled with wonder and awe. It was setting up mysteries and uh, presenting things with such grandeur. But that dissipated, especially throughout the second half, as it became clear that nothing was going to be, in my opinion, properly explored or developed or explained. I I feel like this movie, it knew how it wanted to end, right? It had this great image of the ending, um, and it had a lot of ideas about the beginning, but it didn't know how to connect to the two very well, and that's unfortunate. I think either this... There's two solutions, I think, for Suzume that could have made it into something really, really good, uh, in my opinion. One, simplifying and shortening. Uh, Simplifying it so that it works as, like, an hour and a half movie with a lot of the similar concepts, but not quite as ambitious as it was. Because this is probably, uh, out of the three movies we've, we've discussed here, right, um, this is the most ambitious, I would argue. I think this is more ambitious than either Your Name or Weathering With You in concept. I don't think that ambition worked for them, however. Alternatively, I think in, maybe instead of a, a theatrical movie, uh, instead, you do this as like a limited series, six episodes, 45 minutes a piece that way you get four and a half hours right uh because it already wanted to be a little bit episodic in the first little bit where it was going from uh from like door to door um four and a half hours okay perfect uh then you can flesh out everything uh quite a bit more make it more interesting develop that chemistry develop these characters uh explain things sufficiently uh in a format that i think would be just much better so i think either more to fit everything they wanted to fit or simplify drastically i mean i'll say it right now like the episodic nature idea seemed like a good one to me especially due to the fact that while i was watching it i immediately thought to myself i could take the broad concept of this and easily make it a monster of the week campaign (laughs) yeah well and it's especially it felt extremely episodic where it's like meet person uh do something with person uh, find abandoned place, closed door. Like they did that a couple times, right? Uh, in very paralleled fashion that felt very episodic in nature. And so it's like, hey, just lean into it. Just lean into it, and bada bing, bada boom. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I kind of feel like I watched one of those uh where where people take an entire series of something and they cut it down into movie length, right? I feel like I watched someone try to do that, but it was just how they wanted to create the movie. I mean, yeah, it feels like that could have been the case, honestly. But all in all, we have all kinds of hypotheses of what could have happened, what might have happened in story. It's just, I'm just as confused as you are by all the people saying that this movie is the best one yet. And I... I feel like like it could just be a very strong new recency bias thing. And seeing a movie like this in theaters is very powerful. Oh, yeah. Well, and I would say that I... I, Who knows how I would have felt about it if I didn't get a theatrical experience. Um, Right now, it's a tentative thumbs up. I think the theatrical experience was helpful. 
I'm not going to analyze that too much, but... <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be one of those... It, we're just going to have to keep an eye on what people think of this movie a year from now, two years from now, etc. Because I I feel like the consensus is going to be, okay, uh, the, I, the historical uh, significance and all the things we discussed previously in, its, in this show, movie's favor are going to be well-remembered and well-thought-of. However, people are going to just be like, you know what, actually, I, I still think things like Weathering With You and Your Name are just objectively better. Oh, significantly. Like in the grand and I, I think, while uh, I, I think that they had better messages when it came to still very broad, uh, very major concepts, like they dealt with major themes still, uh, and I think that they handled it generally better. What I'm concerned about is it does seem... Look, I mean, your name is uh, out out of these three. Definitely my number one. It's mine too. <laughs> and if I'm correct, Weathering With You came after that, right? Correct. It does provide a bit of a troubling trend that I hope that uh, that Shinkai is able to break. Uh, because it, for my experience, unfortunately, has been it, it, it's going down. Uh, it's going down faster than I'm comfortable with. Shinkai, if... If, if you could rebound on this one, uh, we're all rooting for you. We're all rooting for another Your Name. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you like, Rem, we, like, Your Name wasn't his first film, by the way. Hey, then maybe he, if we go before Your Name, if we go before that, yeah. then maybe they're even better. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, well, I can tell you right now, that's probably not the case. Um, oh, no. <laughs> they were the peak I, of the mountain. I mean, that's just because Your Name is so fucking good, dude. It's kind of hard to... <laughs> Like, you know, once you've seen the best, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, look, one of these days we'll slip back and do one of his earlier works. Maybe like, uh, five centimeters a second or, uh, one of the other ones. I, I, I haven't seen all of them off the top of my head, but I think five centimeters a second might be worth going and watching. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's definitely like, look. When you make something really good, and it's the first thing I show you of this person's works... It's unfortunate. It's, it's, it's he's, a, it he's is living a in his own shadow now. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, no. No, it... Look, I, I didn't mean to set you up for this kind of failure, Rem. <laughs> I, I swear that wasn't my intention. I was just really excited to show you one of my favorite anime movies back then. So excited that in that actual episode, I fucked up the studio. Uh, because <laughs> cause I had a false equivalence of, oh man, Kyoto Animation and uh, Makoto Shinkai make some of the most lovely, gorgeous things ever. Uh, they must be the same thing. Uh, that's ba- That's my bad from back then. But, you know, I know better now. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Again, I'm going to blame my neurodivergence. It's a very convenient <laughs> scapegoat. Um, but no, one of these times we'll go back and watch uh, one of his older films and review it, and we'll see how it stacks up uh, in comparison and see if you have some of the same criticisms or if this, it, or if it's just a case-by-case basis. Because, like, there are people out there who are saying that this is his best film to date. I disagree. There are people who are saying they like it... Uh, they don't quite like it as much as Weathering With You. There are some people that like it more than Weathering With You. Like, there's a lot of... There's a lot of uh, discourse. Like, overall, people's opinions of this movie seem to be positive, but there are a few, I, I will say it, very vocal and not very helpful uh, negative reviews uh, that have cropped up since this movie released as well. Like, there are some people who are basically calling this the exact same as your name, which is... Oh, no, no. ...strange and inaccurate. It's like, ah, it's just another Shinkai film. And I'm like, that's not... Okay, that's very derivative. You can't just 
say that's what this is because <laughs> it's not it's different there are differences be nuanced in your reviews people come yeah. on that's- and it's like and i i don't even fault the, uh susan may for being so ambitious i admire the ambition uh i i think that shooting for the stars in in creative endeavors hey that's a very worthwhile pursuit it usually tends to create at the very least more interesting media uh i just you know the nature of trying very ambitious things it's difficult to pull off well. Yep. And I think that basically covers our thoughts and views. Like, and just to reiterate, I enjoyed this film. I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Rem would give it lower. That's just the nature of it. But that's where we stand. You're going to have to watch the movie yourself and see where you stand on it. Uh, and if you think we're completely batshit and insane and wrong, by all means, let us know. But I, I, think, I think we're taking the most even level approach we can to this movie to give it the best shot it can while also pointing out the severe criticisms that we have with it. Uh, but if you had to guess, Rem, considering that this movie has only been out stateside for a, uh, for less than a week at this point, uh, the, the movie originally came out in Japan in, uh, November of 2022. Uh, but we didn't get it stateside until now because, you know, reasons. Um, but if you had to guess, what do you think the current mal score for this movie is? Oh, I think it's going to be fucking bonkers. Um, I think it's going to be like eight point. Hmm. 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 How bonkers. <laughs> How bonkers can the most recent Makoto Shinkai film get? Cause I'm trying to factor. There's a lot of weird things to factor in here. Um, right. I think I'm going to say eight point. No, I, th- I think a decent number will think that <laughs> a decent number will agree. I think eight point two nine. I'm I'm so torn because I'm like I think a lot of people will feel a similar disappointment as I did, but I also think that a lot of people will be like have have been waiting to watch this since the the last Shinkai movie and are just so excited it exists that it's like an insta ten for them. I mean that it you you have parsed like how a lot of people function. I'll tell you that. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. I I know the factors. I just don't know how they interact with each other yet. All right. So your final your final guess. I'm gonna say no, I'm gonna go eight point one nine. 8.19. Oh, but then right. it, it is, it, 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 it's, a, it's a new hotness. There's a lot of hype. Uh, 8.32. <laughs> I'm going to need a final answer from you, dog. The right one. Well, Lock yeah, I can. it in. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be correct no matter what. This has the same energy of playing 20 questions, and then for the 19th question, you ask who the person is, and or what the thing is, and they tell you, and it's like, ah, oh, it's this, and then you win. That That's the energy you're putting out here. <laughs> you're breaking the rules, is what I'm trying to say, Rem. G- give me a final guess. Come on, you can do it. 8. 8.26. 8.26, that's your final answer. You can't change it anymore. I hope you're happy with it. Uh, well, Rem, uh, at the time of this recording, uh, approximately eh, five days after uh, we uh, the movie came out stateside, uh, Suzume no Tojimari uh, with 300, oh, excuse me, 34,000 ratings. So not many, not many, because it's a movie. It's only in theaters. Not many people have had a chance to go see it yet. Mm. Uh, it is sitting at a nice and respectable 8.50. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. I... Yeah, uh, and you basically hit the nail on the head with the reviews. Like, 24% of the reviews are just automatic 10 out of 10s, <laughs> yeah. followed by 31% of them being 9 out of 10, and then 27 being 8 out of 10. Yep. Like, like, it's a pretty unanimously liked movie, but the most, like, of, like most of the fully written reviews are mixed, uh... 
recommended and a couple negative ones. Uh, but a lot of the negative ones are uh, unfortunately just like not well thought out is what I'm going to say. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're they're criticizing the wrong things. <laughs> look, look, we've, you, you can get angry at my opinions, but as many uh, uh, fortunately, as, as many of you are able to at least admit, even when you disagree, I'm pretty good at at giving sufficient justification for my opinion. Yeah. Uh if you're going to have a controversial opinion, you got to provide the justifications. Otherwise, people will get angry. I'm, people are going to get angry anyways. I mean, look at our Attack on Titan reviews. That's <laughs> no, uh, true. You true. provided plenty of justification for those, and we still get emails about those. It's been, like, it's been two months. We still get the occasional be like, hey, so uh, I liked you guys until this episode, so fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's hardly paraphrasing. But at this... At, but, Whatever rate, uh, hey Remington. I suppose the question I should ask in this situation: Is there any chance you'd like to watch another Shinkai film with me? Because I can't, I can't imagine you'd want to go back and rewatch this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to watch another Shinkai film. Um, my, I have to believe they, it, it's just chasing the high. It's just. <laughs> Just chasing the high, man. I got I got you hooked with the most potent, pure stuff from the get-go, and since then you just haven't been able to t- chase that first There's high. gotta be another I'm... man, there's gotta be another. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rem, I didn't mean for this to happen. Oh, God, I'll try my best to find something that gives you a similar vibe, but, like, fuck, dude, addiction is, is rough, I'm, I'm just I'm waiting sorry. for, like, three Shinkai films from now where I'm like, so, yeah, I think that he's pretty average and he has some really really good stuff and some not and then it will break everybody's brain uh that yep. uh, it'll be fun it'll be a delightful time we'll all we'll all enjoy it well i mean at the rate these movies co- are coming out like the next one should come out within like the next four years so you got time to process <laughs> oh, perfect perfect so uh with that in mind Thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoy us going in-depth on the latest and greatest anime hits, uh, which doesn't happen often, but what it does, man, are we nailing it these two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, look at us go. Uh, for better or for worse, uh, the emails have come in already. I'm sure you're aware. <laughs> uh, then please head on over to wherever you get your reviews, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify or wherever, and leave us a review. They mean the world to us. We do read every single one, and it is a great way for uh, smaller podcasts to grow. But if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where myself, Remington, and Dylan occasionally play video games. And if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, where you gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to be thanked live on the podcast. So, Rem, who are we thanking this week? Well, of course, we would like to send our regards to all bland bitch protagonists and our magical girls who we really appreciate. But moving on, we get to our yandere waifus who are transforming us into a three-legged chair and, boy, what a third leg. (laughs) (laughs) I went the whole time without making that joke. Come on. I know. I know you did. I know you did. But the joke was definitely made in the theater. Suddenly, I understand why Susan May's into him. Um, Oh, God! (laughs) Especially with the context of what that chair means to her, man. Come on! Oh... I, Come on! I have just some did, sympathy. I, I didn't analyze the the time loop weirdness. Uh, I gave that a pass. I'm giving that a pass. I'm just letting that oh, be. I think that's one of the nice things about the movie because I love weird time shit. That's one of my favorites. I like it when done well. It's never done well. Uh, so I just kind of ignore it most of the time. 
Uh, all right, drunk Quetzalcoatl for anime out of context. Mascot says Miska Miska, earnestly expecting praise and reward. Z, nobody, I'm skipping Patreon names until I get an apology notes from all who forced me to speak the unspeakable. Sean, repent you pit filth. Uh, zombie Again, what did I do? <laughs> I don't know. I, you, we need the lore. We need the background. Also, I should know if, the, if uh, for any reason, the Patreon reading seemed weird this week. Don't worry about it. Wait till next week and then write uh, a letter to us. Uh, zombie Stomp, Xanax, Yandere Neko. Wondering who has the bigger sword, Remington or Kirito? Why Sean? Why Sean? Why does Haruhi get away with being a terrible person when gods get punched in the face on a daily basis, ponders Misaka. What do you get when you cross a 100-meter reptile-inspired monster with a penguin, a kaiju that can't run but sure can waddle? I love it. Uh, weekly haiku about Sean. This is a warning. Sean has been spotted. Protect the animals. What? <laughs> what? No, I, I, what you, are you? Look, what, let what me explain. You, you don't need to protect the animals. He is, he's happily with Judy Hopps. Now you need to protect no. the MILFs. Um, watch I, <laughs> I, I just, Don't worry. Judy I just, uh, doesn't need to know about the MILFs, Sean. Well, I I'll keep your secret. I, I hate this joke. <laughs> Watch Eva and I'll write a poem every day for a month. Walk me home gently. Totally God's angel. Titan CNH. This is good, I guess, says Misuka with a sigh, disappointed to find that Yakisoba isn't made with yak meat. Uh, the villain behind glasses agrees that Remington is best Sundere and Natsuga wants all his panties. The Susanator, the penis mightier than the sword. The man is so dumb he could fall into a barrel of tits and still come out sucking his own thumb. Turban, tainted venom, syrup the turtle, spiceitis. So Sean, what was in that cup of doom that was definitely not piss? Silent Secondary, Shoujo Addict, who doesn't need help, but just more manga to read and anime to watch. Sean, now supporter of Adam Sandler-themed adult toys. Sean, can I pui-pui your mother, says Misaka. Uh, Sean's grandma is the OG White Swords Meister. Get well soon. Sean calls me Little Daddy Rem when he enters my big hole. Seth Senju, Sagoi Dekai, that's what she said. Scratch that idea, my 21 will uh, be going to sushi with friends and family after exploring downtown. Cannot wait for the second. Cyan is, is a bitch sometimes. Salty Pretzel, Ross Palmer, Rob Lobdop, Brandon Williams, Review Boondocks, or you're racist, Remington Senpai, loves Kirito-chan, says Misaka, Rem loves the big hole, Reki Kawahara, Raw XD, that's I love you and Dinosaur, Raphael GB, second time here, do you guys enjoy D&D? Oh, we do, Sean fucking loves this stuff. Uh, Paco El Musico, Other McNutt, on the 4th of July, 1806, we set sail from the sweet cove of Cork. We were sailing away with the sheep for the shagging, eh, Sean? Uh, Nitsaira. Oi, oi, what? <laughs> why, why is there been a sudden bestiality turn? Sudden. Or is that, or is that, like, making fun of my, like, UK-based heritage, Irish? Por que no los dos? I feel uh, like that's more of a Welsh, like, stereotype, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it does both. Uh, Nick Harvey, yeah. Neon Huvo Genesis, Mommy Milkers, Makeka Seven Hierto, Link Jokerl, Liam Dunn, Leave Denji and Pachita out of harm's way, Sean, Lance0325, Kylo, Keegan Talbot, Cassidy, Karma Chaos, Joshua Dinosaur, Jax, Janine, Jamans, I was in the Joey Wheeler tier for two months and I'm still waiting for my fanfic, I Remington will ruin Darling in the Franks for Encrypted Cryptid, I Remington Chase would like to thank you. Sean, for our wonderful years of anime reviews and friendship. I don't know what to put here. I declare this an official submission row battle. Metafighters ready row battle. Hunter Tane, Hunter Davies. Hot take, probably Soul Eater manga is better than the anime. What do you think, Sean? Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> don't cough in my butt. I mean, like, like the, the, my quick little insert here, anime does a lot of things very well. Uh, but it has an anime-only ending that doesn't make any sense, and that's infuriating. <laughs> hey, don't cough in my butt. Uh, hey, Toby, please say this. Meow. Uh, hey Sean and Rem, would you like any more of Daddy Dill's Eldritch Cum Jar by chance? I mean, kinda, it was tasty. Uh, it was tasty, but just not in that context, you know? <laughs> I'll take it in any context, baby. Uh, good anime idea, the Industrial Revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. They have greatly increased 
Uh, going down on Sean's grandma, Nomeo and Juliet is my favorite anime, Glenn Michael Dolan, getting high, losing track of time, and watching hours of raccoons, eating like little people, fuck yeah. Uh, Farmer Weeb's Dark Fact of the Week, humanitarian aid for children nonprofit UNICEF, made a PSA where the Smurfs get carpet bombed. What? What? Uh, F-bomb, Dylan Hayden, Daddy Rum, tell me a bedtime story, Creed 13, Country Fred Goth here to remind you that you just lost the game, Cheese Monkey, Cameron Ashworth, Brockard for you dudes, ask Sean and Rem, Jesse or James from Team Rocket, obviously James. Uh, Brie loves cheese. Brennan Grandma gave me chlamydia. Get checked, Rem. Blake Star, Big Blue Bear Boy, Awkward Lesbian Who Just Needs a Hug, Ang Angle Angel Angle Angel. Am I alive or am I dead? But what does it mean to live and die? Are we but capybara trapped in this big hole? Uh, Elise Howard, Alpha Angel, All Hail Lord Helix, AJ Tunnels Tastes Like Raw Chicken and Licorice for the Ill-Informed, AJ Honey, A Days, Aaron Hegland, Dot. Uh, now we move on to the Boy Wizard tier, where... All right, so my the only idea that I have is not a great one. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, wait, we can pivot. We can pivot here. I, I will say, I, I just just saw the clip that they sent to us of the, the Mormon temple that was copy-pasted into a restaurant uh, in another world. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, I guess I somehow missed that part. Maybe that's when I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it was uh, in uh, episode five. We didn't get there. Well, when I was doing my initial watch. Oh, yeah. All right. I, yeah. You... If I had saw if I had saw that in episode five, I would have made you watch episode five just so you could see the Mormon temple. <laughs> all right. Uh, wait, wait, everybody in the boy wizard tier is going to uh, I, initially I was the, my immediate idea was giving natural disasters to everybody. That doesn't feel great. So no, that that that. That is, I would say, straight up insensitive. So instead, <laughs> I am giving everybody a, a match from John Tenta, pro wrestler. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, uh, Don't worry about it. Does it? It does. It does. Uh, I'm not going to explain how it makes sense, because then Sean will yell at me. Um... <laughs> if I'm gonna yell at you for it, does that mean that it's a bad idea? Ah, uh, here we go. Uh, Vincent Calabrese, you get a Canadian Earthquake and Dino Bravo and Greg Valentine and Randy Savage versus Bret Hart, Hercules, uh, Jim Duggan, and Ronnie Garvin. Uh, the Fitness Grand Pacer test is a multi-stage aerobic capacity test that progressively gets more difficult as continues since you get uh, a 30-man Royal Rumble that Hulk Hogan won in 1990. Uh, Dungeon Master Next Door, you get... Uh, uh, good old John Tenta versus Ronnie Garvin at uh, the Ultimate Challenge in 1990. Uh, the Canadian anime stoner, you get uh, John Tenta uh, defeating Hillbilly Jim in Saturday night's main event. Uh, the Brown Mama is back after being abducted to late in Utah for two years. You uh, get good old John Tenta versus Jim Duggan at San Jose. Uh, Shmaris, you are going to get uh, Hulk Hogan versus John Tenta at SummerSlam. Sean, what are your thoughts on Susan May, oh wait, I'll just wait for it next week. Well, here we are. Um, yeah, no, like, hey, look, I, I mean, Rem, you leaked the thing on your stream, what? so it's, it's, don't what me, I was watching over <laughs> Dylan's shoulder. <laughs> what? That's great. Dylan leaked it. Dylan, he, he's Do always not leaking. gaslight our audience. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, if you want future leaks, go to twitch.com slash remmingtojays. <laughs> No, don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare self-promo your personal Twitch with uh, <laughs> fucking leaks. leaks. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, that is the. And you got. Oh, that is scummy. That is. Why the do you think they call me Deep Throat in the first place, Sean? Uh, that, right, you, I know why they call you Deep Throat. You you get uh, from personal experience. Yeah. Uh, Big Boss Man, Hulk Hogan, Jim Duggan, and Tugboat versus Donnie, Dino Bravo, uh, John Tenta, Haku, and the Barbarian at Survivor Series. Roscop, you are going to get Hulk Hogan in uh, the 91 Royal Rumble. <laughs> Roberto with a concerto. Uh, you get Hulk Hogan in Tugboat versus Dino Bravo and John Tenta in uh, the WWF main event. Uh, I still don't get the connection. Uh, if you Google John Tenta, you'll probably figure it out pretty quickly. Patron okay, readings have gotten on. insane. Change my mind. You get uh, John Tenta versus Greg Valentine at WrestleMania 7. Uh, oh, Sean, real quick, before I forget, we're watching Clanded next week, right? You are going to get John Tenta versus uh, Kochi K- Kaitao? Kaito? I don't really know. At the WrestleFest. God damn it, Remington. Don't worry about it. Uh, Motogatari takes all the boxes of what Sean and Rem ever said they want in anime. This week, things do happen. Uh, you get also John Tenta versus Koji Kaido, but this time in Wrestle Dream in Kobe. Uh, Mike got his Overlord review. You are going to get Mr. Perfect. Uh, winning a battle royale on Saturday night's main event. Oh my god, he was also a sumo wrestler. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Miguel Delion, you get uh, John Tenta and Typhoon versus the Bushwhackers uh, at SummerSlam. Massimo Martelli, you are going to get Animal and the Big Boss Man and Hawk versus Tenta, Shyster, and Typhoon at Survivor Series. Latino wrote about how much does Sean love his body pillows in Swedish. You are going to get uh, Animal and Hawk versus John Tenta and Typhoon at Super Wrestle in Tokyo Dome. Oh, God. L plus oh. ratio. There's so many words I have to say. Uh, John Tenta and Typhoon uh, defeat uh, the Beverly Brothers uh, at SummerSlam. Kugor, you get uh, Nobs and Tenta and Sags and Typhoon versus the Beverly Brothers, Shyster and DiBiase at Survivor Series. Yeah, I... They didn't exactly have catchy names for these fights, did they? Uh, oh no! Yeah, it's just—I mean, it's just—it's just their names against each other. Uh, I remember to chase here by vow to finish Sword Art Online. You get uh, Tenta versus Atom Bomb at uh, at WrestleMania 10. I'm Rem. Say the Sean's grandma's an angel bed. I can't hold it back anymore. You get Sullivan, Hogan, and Sting versus Avalanche, uh, Sullivan, and the Butcher at uh, Clash of the Champions. I turn 40 in May. Any chance you can review Healer Girl for my birthday? You get uh, uh, Randy Savage versus Avalanche. Uh, which is also John Tenta. Uh, <laughs> did, did, did this man just name himself after various rumbling natural disasters? Hey, apparently he had a different name as well, Sean. Because uh, I believe in Remington's supremacy, uh, we see Hogan, Luger, Savage, and Sting versus Kamala, Mang, Shark, and Zodiac. Which one's Ooh, Tenta? I really hope it's not Zodiac. No, based it's... on recent news. <laughs> no, it's Shark. Um, <laughs> uh, hey guys, me and my brother love you guys. He's in the hospital. Can all three say hi to Andrew K? Hello, Andrew K. Hello, uh, Andrew K. That, that was my, that was my Dylan adding in yeah, his the, hello. I mean, weirdly, 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 Rem, your Dylan, uh, impression is not terrible. I can do, like, if I'm properly motivated, I can do a solid Dylan. Because, uh, like, like, his cadence is very recognizable. It's just getting that, that, that timber, that bass that yeah, you yeah. get to. Like, I could never do it. I could maybe impersonate his, like, cadence, but that's about it. Uh, nonetheless, you get Sting uh, versus Shark. Hellerex, you get Shark versus Scott Norton. 
Uh, head on, apply directly to forehead. You get Scott Norton versus Shark. Go ahead, call the cops. Don't sign voices are getting louder. Please send help. Eventually, we'll 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 get there. I swear to God. Uh, that is uh, Randy Savage winning a sixty-person battle royale. What the what the fuck? Uh, that sounds I, terrible. I mean, I mean, he is the cream of the crop. WCW was a wild place for the first hundred yeah. episodes. I thought this was a Harry Potter fan fiction podcast. You got uh, John Tento versus Big Bubba Rogers. Uh, for the first, uh, <laughs> let's see, Elden Ring Samurai takes Stormvale Castle, let's go. You also get Tenta versus Big Bubba, um, but just uh, on Nitro, the other one was on American Bash. Uh, Drew the Almighty Monarch of the Big Hole, you get Tenta versus Big Bubba at Bash at the Beach. Dua, you get Giant Silva and Golga, who is Tenta, and Kurgan uh, versus Togo, Teo, Shofunaki, and Mishinoku at SummerSlam. Jesus. Uh, Cryptid Milf, you get Mosh and Thrasher versus Golga and Kurgan at rock bottom. Uh, ain't that the truth? Crimson Reapers, just because of the size, you get uh, McMahon winning the 1999 Royal Rumble. Garver 271, you get uh, the Iron Cheek winning the gimmick Battle Royale in 2001. Uh, we've uh, Boa Hancock is the best waifu. You get the, the, the big hole. Beethoven 1201, you get uh, John Tenta versus Seth Rollins and The Miz yesterday. Uh, animated. What? Z- hey, I, what? Wait, he's dead. He's dead. How can he? How Cra- can he have fought? Crazy. How can he fought my big brother yesterday? Uh, animated Z. You get John Tenta versus Dylan Kreider. Uh, the Great American <laughs> Bash. All father grumbles about the buffering can only count in the present. If twenty six weeks as of fourteenth of April, you get John Tenta versus John Tenta. Uh, Adam Sandler cosplays as Judy Hopps and cuddles with the MILF hunter Sean. You get John Tenta. Uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> now we move on to the inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier where Sean as Joey Wheeler will, uh, will assign you a and I'll explain why it fits. We start off. When Sean turns 30, he'll digivolve into my ginger daddy, Squee. Wait, what am I doing? I had a complete... My brain shut off for like two seconds when you said what I was doing. You gotta give them... I feel like this might be insensitive. Um, You're just essentially asking me to list... Uh, yeah, fuck it. It's fine. If Dylan, if you think this is bad... Hey, we're here now. Know. Okay. Uh, All right, here goes. It's not rocket science, Sean. Yeah, well, uh, you get, uh... Because <laughs> you're going to ice out your opponents. Next, we got Watch Saints Young Men from Rima. Uh, you're going to get a nice... Because you blow the competition out of the water. <laughs> uh, yes, famous for being above water. Famous for blowing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hermione begs Harry and Ron. Uh, you're gonna get a nice Uh, cause you wanna take over Brock Lesnar's gimmick, but he's gonna kill ya. Uh, next up we have my dear old mom. Uh, you're gonna get I'm not gonna give an explanation for that one. Yeah, nope, that's fair. That's uh, just the first one I read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blood Cell warns Rem it's all fun and games until the Pui Pui Odd Taxi rolls up. <laughs> You're going to get... You're gonna scorch your opponents in the ring. 
That oh. sounds illegal. <laughs> All right, uh, there we go. If you want to reach out, whether it's yeah. for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you very, very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. I mean, I'll eat a blue waffle that's in front of me. Don't get me wrong. The newscast, they're just like, all right, here is the giant dick going in. And Molly is is still watching the, the newscast. And so she's like, hey, fuck him. And so Ente fucks the bulldozer and people almost die. Flappy blue blizzard schlongs are dope as hell. You should at least like try Googling big holes. It's very, it's a very popular search. You will find a lot of results. Meow.